Welcome to the Make It Playable podcast, a D&D based podcast where we build playable versions of your favorite superheroes, comic book characters, film personalities, and other character ideas. We use standard 5th edition rules and sources provided by Wizards of the Coast and D&D Beyond, sprinkled with a little bit of unearthed arcana. Join me, Tony, and my brother Kelly, and our friend Ted as we bring your favorite characters to your local gaming table. Avengers Assembled, Episode 8, Black Panther. It's not going to get much better. This doesn't sound bad, though. I'm not, like, I don't hate this. So Okay. We can do with what we got. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. Um, so we're recording now. Do we know who our rotation is? Are you starting? You start today, right? Yeah, Tony? I think okay. I'm starting today. Yeah. Okay, so... Tony, Tony, me? Yeah. TTK. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the Make It Playable podcast. My name is Tony, and I am here with my brother Kelly and our friend Ted. Uh, we're going through the Avengers As- Assembled series, and today's build is going to be Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was very conflicted because I like I built. I had a. I've been like I didn't build them till today. But I've been, like, thinking through my build during the week, and I was like, sweet, I kind of like this. And then I built it, and I was like, scrapped it immediately. So I'm happier with my build now, but I was like, I had this plan. It did not work well the first first time through, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my build. We're, uh, we saw a little bit of who Black Panther was in the movies, but I felt a, a lot more... Um, went into the character of Black Panther in the comics and in, uh, like, even the cartoons that were released for Avengers and stuff. So, uh, I don't I was trying to capture the essence of what I saw in comics, and so, um, I don't know. The Black Panther movies, we saw him as an extremely well-trained fighter, is what we saw, so... Mm, I uh, definitely agree with that. um, (laughs) So, or in martial artist, actually. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we should just get into it and see what yeah, we Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to start with our race and then go into backgrounds. I'm going to start today, and then it'll go to Ted and Kelly. The race that I chose for Black Panther was Variant Human. Um, uh, I, I just, I kind of based that off of what background I wanted to take. Uh, I decided to take the um, the Uthgart tribe background, and um, I was I was hoping to relate that to how Wakanda was formed, where they had these different tribes that all came together, and then they had one head king in Wakanda, but they were laid out in different tribes, and so I felt like the Uthgart tribe member background fit a Black Panther build, and he was. You know, he was part of a of a tribe, of um, you know maybe part of the Black Lion tribe or uh, or something else. Um, but I felt like that was a good a good choice for a background. Um, the Uthgart tribe members get a proficiencies in athletics and survival, and I gave uh, Black Panther the uh, proficiency in Tinker's tools and for the language. I gave him uh, Elvish. Uh, 
And for my class, or not my class, my race, sorry, we're not doing class yet. For my race, I picked the feat uh, mobile so that he immediately, right off level one, he gets an increase in uh, speed. Nice. And I felt like that was his, yeah. his transformation of him becoming, uh, getting that, uh, I think it's a type of flower that they ingest to become the... Yeah, yeah it's uh, a type of plant that yeah. grows yeah. from the soil there because of the... Well, in the movies, it was because of the vibranium. Right. And it was like I a radioactive ex- excrement of the vibranium or something like that? It was essentially when the meteorite hit the Earth, uh-huh. right. uh, the ground around it started to change. Mm-hmm. And specifically, these plant, new plant life started growing, and this was one of them. Yeah. So. I, felt, I feel like that is similar to how it was depicted in, um, in Wakanda, maybe not directly related to vibranium, but vibra- vibranium was there and there was these unnatural uh, plant life be- because of the vibranium mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so for the mobile feat, um, it, just having that increased speed at level one is really cool, and then not gaining uh, or not being able to provoke opportunity attacks, especially at level one. Yeah, that, I, that I know would that be feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and and I just felt like that was like his his ability to become the Black Panther at level one. Give him the mobile feat, and you'll you have that feeling. Okay. All right, Ted. Okay. So, for my race, I, uh, I chose a Protector Asimar. Um, I, I, I feel like in, um, in the movies, to me, his, his people were kind of elevated, both in their mental state and for, through their discoveries, and they just have like something different about them. Like They're innately a little more elevated than most people. They're better fighters than most people and just that bump on top of him becoming Black Panther outside of that I felt like he just had this celestial tie like in the movie when he goes to that tree and talks to the Black Panthers and talks to his father and like his 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 elders I just feel like there's this extra planar connection that I wanted to distinguish from the from from the get-go because even though he lost his power during the movie, which is my only experience. I don't have any experience with the comics. Even though he lost his power during the movie, he still has that extra planar connection yeah. to his ancestors and family. So That's, I went with Protector Asimar. Yeah, it's a good point with uh, Asimar too, is that the the, her- the celestial heritage is carried out through the bloodlines. So, um, yeah, that's a good point of, you know, the, there's something different about his, his lineage. And with that protector Asimar, there was a couple others. I picked the wrong one the first time, but I ended up I fixed that because I picked the the dark, the um, the fallen Asimar. And then I was reading through it, which I should have done the, to begin with. It's like, oh, they're kind of evil. So then I found the protector one because he does have an innate good in him. Um, the you get charisma uh, as a boost to your ability scores right off the bat, which I think was fitting for him because he does do a lot to um, rally his troops in battle. Uh, a line, you get your uh, imbued with celestial power. Uh, your size is medium. What else do you get? You have a celestial resistance, so you have resistance to necrotic and radiant damage, which is very useful. And I think not necessarily being able to find a vibranium armor, being able to give him the innate ability to be resistant to 
Radiant and Necrotic. Um, Necrotic is more common for villains and evil characters to have resistances to, but to be able to have resistance to Radiant damage is being thought of like the highest form of damage really in D&D in &D to me. Um, just having that off the start was was kind of important and just unique to Black Panther and the, and his armor but I gave him naturally. You get healing hands which I think we just like I, I like finding ways to give these characters um, the ability to heal themselves or the ability to have resistance to damages because they are superheroes and you want to find ways to mm -hmm. let them be hit but don't lose them right away. So. Yeah. Uh, that is true. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Oh, it's loading. <laughs> like, I've fixed the background like three times. <laughs> For his background, I chose Knight. Um, you understand wealth, power, and privilege. You have your noble title, family owns land. It's just he's Prince, yeah, he's quickly prince. king of Wakanda. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's that seemed fitting to me, and he really takes up that mantle and follows that mantle and follows in his father's footsteps and really idolizes the Wakanda he believes his father created, so I chose knighthood. Um, it's Even though it's a low among the lowest noble titles in societies, it's his path, like he, he takes that hierarchy. You never, even though you don't have a lot of experience with him in Civil War before his father passes away, you never feel like it's a struggle between his, like I never felt like there was a tension there taking up the mantle of Black Panther, it was like my time will come and my time comes and he takes that the way it is. No, like it was his duty to yes. take, take on the mantle. Yes. Um, for tool proficiencies, I gave him a dragon chest set because I thought that was cool. And then for languages, I, f I put Luxidon, but really it depends on the world you're building. Um, I didn't pick anything specific because we don't really have, we haven't really like decided and it would be up to your DM really to decide what specific language your your race would be for me. Um, so I chose Luxidon just because it's different. It's something we haven't chosen before. But I, I haven't decided yet what language I would specify for his people yeah. to give him to give him something different. Because I feel like I don't feel like it would be dwarvish. I feel like you would have to kind of put them at their own race. They're kind of a tucked away group of people. So gave him a I found one that was like, ah, oh, that one's not very common, but I, I feel like that's a conversation you would have to have. Again, we're building these characters hoping that you could play them in a campaign mm -hmm. and start them at level one and build them up, so that would be a conversation you could have with your DM yeah. to decide what kind of language you wanted those people to um, Background feature, you have service of three, you have retainers, so just, he does drop in with people sometimes as part of his small parties he has. A couple soldiers in in his army that he relies on so those would be your retainers some simple things like that so yeah that is my those are my backgrounds my racing back all right yeah okay uh well kind of in the same way while you kind of took the asimar for a bloodline like you're a bit different because the bloodline i actually he chose dragonborn Okay. And I also, like, for me, I could have, I was kind of considering between the most obvious answer, which I'm kind of surprised, like I mentioned to you two out recording, mm -hmm. of, I'm kind of surprised none of us took Tabaxi. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I liked Tabaxi was because of how it talks about their tribe and how they're kind right. of secluded from the rest of the world. They don't really like to interact, their tribes don't like to interact with the rest of the world. Yeah. However, I really 
if we were building Shuri, I would have been okay with the whole curiosity traits that come with the tabaxi. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's more of his little sister than him. He's not very much of a person who just gets a into producer. It. Huh? Like he doesn't make or sell things or create. Well, I'm not quite that. More so just he's not like because the tabaxi get a trait of curiosity where they have an obsession yeah. that they come they have. Yeah, I don't think I. Don't I, feel, I feel like he, like in. At least in the movie, he's not depicted as that that tinker type. Shuri yes. is the tinker in yes. the movies. I'm, yeah, I'm. But of, in the comics, that he like he is an extremely brilliant yes. person. That's that's um, one of the reasons I had so much trouble with making this build was also because in the movies they kind of split up a lot of the different parts of him into yeah. the side character, like the supporting characters. Right. Like Shuri got his intelligence. So I haven't, um, I haven't read the comics. You're just you make him seem almost like a Batman of he's, the. He's kind of like he's, like, he's Batman. He's Tony Batman, Stark, Tony Stark, Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> he's basically like almost the perfect, like he he can rule a country better than Doom. Essentially, mm -hmm. he has more money than Iron Man and Batman together. Yeah, <laughs> they have the most advanced technology ever, yeah. and he's yeah. one of the head. Like in the comics, he's one of the smartest people too. In that. Yeah, he was on the group that uh, I can't remember. I, I keep wanting to. S I want to say I, <laughs> There's so I want to say There's Illuminati, so but it wasn't <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> but it's I mean, there is similar. A, there to is that. a Marvel Illuminati. There is a but, literal. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Is it the Illuminati? The one that uh, Reed Richards is in? Doctor Strange? Uh, Black I, Panther is part of it. I think so. But I I can't. I'm gonna sure. look it up. That <laughs> because when because that's how I. I've always pictured uh, Black Panther mm -hmm. is that Reed Richards type Tony Stark. He's he's like on par with Tony Stark in his type of brilliance. Yes, he is. Yeah. So while Tony looks at that up, I'm gonna continue on with my yep. hey, Dragonborn choice. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things it talks about for the Dragonborn is they are very proud race. And oh yeah. The Wakandans themselves. Like, it also, not just proud, but also in the uh, description for the Dragonborn, they very focus on being self-sufficient. Yes. And they are a country that is secluded yeah. from the entire world. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're very into their, their history. Yes, they are mm -hmm. extremely into it's, their history. Yeah. They're extremely into just being yeah. self-sufficient. They look at the rest of the world and then go, you're not there yet. Which was one of, obviously, the issues with the main... Like, that was with the whole topic of the first movie. Right. Well, one of the many. Yeah, and they are a very militaristic uh, race. Disciplined. And, yeah. and just in their, uh, in their culture, military is a significant part of their culture mm -hmm. uh, in the Forgotten Realms, so... Man, I really like that choice of a dragonborn. Did you just race. choose? Did you choose the regular dragonborn, or did you choose the ravenite variant? It wouldn't let me choose it for whatever reason. So D Beyond did not let me like pick it. You, you're, so, but the next time, I, but I kind of thought of a different reason of why not uh, to choose a ravenite. That's because I kind of looked at all the different tribes that they actually show inside of Wakanda itself, and that kind of made me start thinking like they all have their own. Sp specific things that they all focus themselves on. And I almost feel like that kind of is a good representation of how the different colors of the Dragonborn have their own special abilities, mm -hmm. too. Oh, yeah. So it's almost like these Dragonborns did all come from 
like a bloodline from dragons, they all have this special ability that sense in them, mm -hmm. but they're all slightly different still. They all have their own clans and they will rely on each other's clans, but yeah. they have something unique to each of them. Which uh, color did you choose? Um, I kind of like, the problem with this is that the none of the abilities, like the breath weapons that you gain, uh -huh. kind of fit with uh, anything that T'Challa can do here in the movies. Yeah, there's, there's no, no force. Right, like, force exactly. is like the oh, only. That would have been so a cool. Force breast dragon. I, that'd be so overpowered, though. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a bit yeah. overpowered. But uh, sticking to the sticking to the rules of D and D, the five E rules, I actually just kind of started choosing by like the colors of it. Okay. So I would say T'Challa would probably come from like the like base. Their kind of group is like the red, like the red. The tribe mostly wore red, but. T'Challa himself being kind of the royal bloodline, I put him as the black, just to kind of give you that more visual look of being the Black Panther. Okay. So the royalty line come, has like a black dragon scale lineage. Yeah. I might have chose uh, a blue um, for, for lightning. Lightning. Um, just because I think, you know, lightning and force yeah. uh, and kind of the technology of Wakanda, you probably run into a lot of things that have uh, run on uh, lightning elements and stuff, so. Well, I chose yeah. this more as aesthetic, trying to make it yeah. look, try to, if you're going to be a dragonborn, might as well at least turn you into a black dragonborn so you can start looking like you're, yeah. like <laughs> the, you have the suit on, because cool. we'll get later into why yeah. also on that. But uh, for my background, I just chose Noble. I mean, okay. his more knight. The I didn't choose knight because of more the class that I chose. I felt like that already took care of a lot of his like fighting background already. So I kind of just chose the background of Noble because we already talked about. It. He is the prince and becomes the king. Yeah. This is something that he's had to prepare for pretty much his entire life. And language, I actually just chose Dwarvish because I just kinda, it's just because they're the only race I could think of that's gonna be digging a giant mine that big. <laughs> that's fair. If there's gonna be no, a fair. giant mountain filled with a rare mineral, you're probably gonna have some similarities with dwarves. Right, that's fair. All right, well, we should get into our ability scores. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, for my ability scores, I really wanted to focus a lot on dexterity. Um, so I put a 10 in strength. I put an 18 or a 17 in dexterity. And with my racial bonus, like I have an 18. Uh, constitution, I wanted them to be a little bit more survivable. Uh, so I put a 12 in Constitution. Um, I put a 14 in Intelligence, um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, is that he uh, he can withstand, uh, he can stand with Tony Stark and with Bruce Banner um, and Reed Richards in the comics. Um, but I, I really wanted to focus on Dexterity so I couldn't put as many into uh, intelligence, and then I put a 15 in wisdom, 
so that my racial bonus bumped that to a 16 because I felt in being the Black Panther, you've got to be a little bit more insightful and observant and perceptive when uh, when you're going out on missions. Um, and I did a 10 in charisma because I felt I felt even in the comics and in the movies, like he doesn't, he's not the one to rally a team. He like, he knows what his mission is. He goes out there and does it. And he's gonna take control of a technology problem if he needs to and not really care what Tony Stark has to say about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I did this to your computers because it was running slow and I needed it to go fast. And Tony Stark's gonna be mad at him, but he's like, I don't care, like, whatever. It's not my, like, I needed it to do what I needed it to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, I felt like he wasn't a super charismatic person, just a normal, normal type. All right. Um, for my ability scores, I put um, a 13 in strength, just a little bit above average. Um, I feel like he, even when he wasn't under the influence of his drug, he was still a very in shape and strong person, but I did put the majority of my points into dexterity and constitution, both of which I gave a 16. Um, I think he proves through falling off a waterfall after losing his powers, I think having to go through the, the rebinding process, I mm -hmm. think like twice during the movie of the, of the purple yeah. fruit, whatever, mm -hmm. yeah, the purple drink or the flower, whatever that is. Um, that gives him more hit points, but it's also like his ability to withstand and not just give up um, in, in the moment. His intelligence, I gave him a 10. Um, this goes back to me not not being no not knowing much about the uh, the comic book side of his story and just seeing the movies. Um, to me, in the movies, he's not a he's not a, a, a he doesn't wow me with his intelligence, but I didn't. I'm not going to give him a negative because he he understands what he what he is taught, so he can learn and acquire knowledge. But going out and seeking it and finding it himself isn't always his strong suit. Wisdom, I gave him a nine. I really didn't. From the movie I saw, I really didn't find him an extremely perceptive person or to be insightful in moments or to make the right judgment calls all the all that much maybe towards the end of the movie he did but I didn't find him a very wise person uh, charisma I actually gave him a 14 and with his racial bonus it bumps him up to a 16 um, that's a situational thing for me where I feel like in battle he does find ways to rally his troops and do the call um, I get goosebumps every time I watch the the scene in an endgame when they all march through the holes and they're ready to fight and he just like starts yelling and everybody starts yelling behind him so I ended up giving him a higher score on Charisma. So that ends up with a 13 Strength, I gave him a 16 Dexterity, I gave him a 16 in Constitution, a 10 in Intelligence, a 9 in Wisdom, and I gave him a 14 in Charisma. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think of times in the movies where he like wasn't always paying attention. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can, if I can point out something where he wasn't like mm -hmm. on the lookout for something right like he kind of marked yeah like he always knows for, where something is yeah for me it, it mm -hmm. always seems like he was the one who was kind of like especially if you think back in infinity war 
he's the one who was kind of looking out at the battlefield. Even though he's there on the ground with everyone, he's kind of looking at the battlefield from a hole, seeing the enemies trying to approach around. So he's the one who makes yep. the call to open up the center. That's true. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So That's true. yeah, he's for me. Even in the comic books, like it's actually, it talks about how it actually gives him. It's supposed to give him a higher sense of awareness in his surroundings. Yeah. Which kind of then starts stealing a little bit from Daredevil, almost in a sense there. Comic book, <laughs> comic book, Black Panther, it's like too perfect of a human. It is, yeah. He's like like a perfect creature. It's Probably just why like, they struggled making it. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah. okay, if we just start cloning you, there is no problems. There's really? no more problems. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, that's why I tried avoiding building that one. Mm. Because I didn't, hard. didn't have enough points. I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't give him all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's not enough points to give him for the right. comic book version. <laughs> yeah. So I had to focus on the movie version because that's too difficult. That's too difficult to build, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm. I after we get through with your ability scores, I'm kind of sensing a a, a theme with each of our builds, and I feel like I've put a lot of my points into more of a subterfuge. Mm -hmm. Ted's put his more into his fighting abilities. Always. I think. I yeah. think for me, the more the most complicated, like, like themed out build for me was my Hulk build, and I really just attacked the character of Hulk. But the rest of them, it's like I don't, I haven't studied enough or done the experience enough where I'm like, okay, what kind of fight, what kind of like fighting Black Panther do I want to make that I can kind of put through a story? Or what version of him do I see? So, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I definitely agree with your, your call on the wisdom. So, yeah. All right, Mr. Kelly. Well, um, one of the things that he does gain is stronger strength, but I couldn't, I had to try to split out my points out a bit more towards what I want to focus on. Yeah. So I did give him a 12, and with a racial bonus, I brought it up to a 14. Mm -hmm. uh, Dexterity, I just gave him the full 18 right there, just because. Yep, yep. One of the, like, there's the many reasons. Dangerous dragonborn there could be. There's <laughs> many reasons why you want to put de dexterity on this character, especially, and one of the moves is because he's a hard character to hit in terms oh, yeah. of like he has a full suit of vibranium armor, mm -hmm. and. You need to bump up that AC if you want to try it. Yes. Like in my mind, you need, and also, he is extremely skilled at just uh, not only be seeing uh, the situation but reacting. Uh, in Civil War, you can actually see him grab uh, grab onto the arrows from Hawkeye. Oh, that's right. I forgot Hawkeye about that. Hawkeye, the guy who almost <laughs> always makes his mark. Yeah. He can stop. He grabs the arrows. Yep. Which is a hard feat to do. Yeah. So not only hard to hit, but also just really, really dexterous in what he can yeah. do. And also, he's keeping up with Captain America, jumping up walls, running down. He's like just kind of doing some impossible moves because of the whole Panther like stuff that's in him. So dexterity, I had to put a bunch in. Constitution, I had to put him at a ten. Obviously, he should have a little bit more, but sacrifices, this is what I made. <laughs> Intelligence, at least in the Black Panther movie, he does show signs of battle intelligence, 
But in terms of like technology itself in the movies, mm -hmm. he's kind of gets lost a bit. And especially with some of the more basics, he's kind of more basic yeah. stuff. Like Shuri is always, like... always kind of teasing him about <laughs> yeah. like how he doesn't really understand this yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So and how I... she was always the yes. good one in school. Yes. And he was the slacker. So I put him at just a flat ten. No <laughs> negative, but no positive. Yeah. Uh, wisdom, I put that up to 15 for the reasons we talked about before. He's actually quite perceptive at what he can do. Also, class-wise, that helps me out a bit later. Mm -hmm. And uh, for charisma, I bumped him up to a 13, which with the Dragonborn got me to a 14. Right, yeah. I think Dragonborns do get that plus one to charisma. So that kind of, for me, that's just his natural born leader skills, not necessarily maybe his social skills at times, like, yeah. but his ability to lead a people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely agree that if, yeah. if I could have had put more points to put into Charisma, I would have. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that your points of him being able to rally a people... Yeah, like, especially if that. you think of the situation of M'Baku, who was mm -hmm. this guy who hated like what he was standing for and stuff, but towards the end of the movie, he's one of the best allies that they can get. Yeah, that is true. After fighting him, after seeing what he's gone through, is sure it might seem a little bit more situational, but it's still part of just who he is, his, his yeah. charisma. Alright, I think we'll move on to our classes. We're gonna do levels one through three now. My starting level, I, um, I decided to start him out in rogue. So I took rogue level one through three. Uh, I, I remember in the comics that he was more of like an emissary in the beginning of his span as prince. Like he would go outside of Wakanda and try to learn more about the people and what they uh, like what they were learning and see how their technology met up with Wakanda's technology. And so I, I felt that he needed to be more of an infiltrator in that way um, rather than uh, um, I, I felt that the infiltrator fit more of the mold of my build. Um, for my proficiencies, I gave him proficiency in investigation, perception, acrobatics, and persuasion. Um, a little bit to the point of like how he's able to, uh, like his natural ability of uh, charismatic ability. Um, I felt like persuasion was one that when he's talking to people, like he can be a little bit more persuasive, not as persuasive as, uh, as like a Black Widow character, but you know, he can, on his own, he can, he can stand on his own. Uh, I expertised him in stealth and perception to be a, a better infiltrator. Um, Level two, you get your cunning action, and then at level three, my roguish archetype, I decided to go with uh, Inquisitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Kelly covered Inquisitive for the your Captain America build? Is that what you did for Captain America? I believe so. I've done a few rogue ones. Like <laughs> I, I was Captain America because I know we all did, we, I think we all did Thief for Black Widow. Well, 
He did assassin. Tony did assassin. He did assassin. Oh, or he, we did. We yeah, did, we did thief. thief. So I think it was Captain America. Yeah, it would have been Captain America then. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I really liked the ear for deceit, the eye for detail, and the insightful fighting part yeah. of it. Um, so that you're, you, you are able to treat a roll of seven or lower on a d20 as an eight when you are rolling for uh, in, uh, insight checks. And then detail, the you are uh, you can use a bonus action to make a per- perception check um, on a spot where a hidden creature or object uh, to, let's see here, to uncover or decipher clues. And then I really liked this uh, this insightful fighting style. Um, so that really, that goes into as a bonus action, you can make an insight check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated, contested by the target's deception check. If you succeed, you can use your sneak attack against the target, even if you don't have advantage on the attack roll, but not if you have a disadvantage on it. So I felt like that was just his training as the Black Panther. His fighting style training was like giving him this extra insight in battle, where if he needed, if he needed to, he's gonna he's gonna make that insight check in order to get the best amount of damage as possible. Um, that's it for me, one through three, so on to Ted. Perfect. For my levels one through three, I chose fighter. Um, for hit points, you get your D10. Proficiencies I chose, I chose survival and athletics. Um, both of which I just feel like are useful. He is a tracker. Even though I didn't make him very wise, I thought it would be smart to give him that because he does, he does do those things. Mm-hmm. Fighting style I gave him, I gave him two weapon fighting because it comes in handy with... The, later on in the build and I think that's just either using the claws on his on the ends of his fingers when he has his when he has his suit on in the movies or just using two weapons in general that was the most useful fighting style I could give him uh, we've all heard the fighter before you get your action surge your second wind for the first two levels martial archetype I chose samurai at third level um, I really like it. It's got a lot to do with history. It's got a lot to do with culture. I think um, it's really well incorporated into D&D for your bonus prof- for bonus proficiencies. Um, again, I chose another language. Um, and again, this is another thing where you'd have a conversation with your DM about where he's been in the world and another language he would pick up because he is a very well-traveled individual, especially with regards to pirates and tyrants who come through his land. Um, he understands a lot of what people say and is a uh, well, well-traveled individual. You get fighting spirit at third level. That's part of samurai. Uh, your intensity in battle can shield you and help you strike true as a bonus action. You can give yourself advantage on weapon attack rolls until the end of your current turn. When you do so, you also gain five temporary hit points. The number of temporary hit points increases when you reach certain levels in this class, increasing to 10 at 10th level and 15 at 15th level. You can use this feature three times and you regain all expended uses of it when you finish a long rest. So that goes into like his knowledge of combat, just being able to start fighting an opponent and find a weakness is how I see it, versus just enabling a fighting spirit. It's being able to find a weakness in your opponent quickly and give yourself advantage on those attack rolls. Yeah, I really like the the samurai choice it's, for Black I think Panther. That's, I don't think that's, I think it's the second time I've probably used samurai in our mm-hmm. builds because it, it it aids in so many different ways, like with your heritage of the character you're building and 
with your different fighting styles or whatever you choose to go down, whatever road you choose to go down with it. So. Yeah. All right. Those are my first three levels. All right. Uh, for once again, my build is quite a simple one. So for my high, uh, first three levels, I stuck. Well, I uh, chose bunk. And okay. so you get your normal stuff, your unarmored defense, which is one of the reasons I want to put up wisdom too, because not only is proficiency, yeah. that helps out with your AC. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, you get your martial arts, uh, your key points, you start getting unarmored movements, so you start getting that speed, and just starting at your second level, you're already getting another 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just naturally. So, uh, then at third level, I chose the way of the Kensei. If that's yeah. the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the description, like the kind of the description of the way can say, kind of made me think of it in a sense. Is that uh, you're kind of relentless, like they train relentlessly with their weapons to the point where the weapon becomes an extension of their body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The armor for that is also kind of a representation of that. But not only that, you see them actually deal with quite a few different weapons, especially in Black Panther, when they're having that whole little bit of a civil war entanglement. Yeah. And also with the uh, uh, the challenges, it's not always just using. He's not only just using his suit. He has to deal with a variety of weapons, and he's so well trained with them that right. it's just natural to him. Yeah. So uh, with that, you also get your deflect missiles. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think also in the uh, kind of uh, Wakandan battle where they're fighting each other uh, there is one scene where uh, there's like a spear or javelin of a type is actually kind of launched towards him he actually grabs that and launches it back mm -hmm. yeah and it's also I remember that. <laughs> yeah you also like I said before about like how um, he also ca catches uh, the arrows from Hawkeye oh, okay. he's yeah. just yeah I just felt like that was very yeah. well suited it's extremely well trained yes uh, because, yeah, you also have get some, like, uh, you also get some proficiencies, like one of, I already chose earlier with the, the first level, I had to take up some kind of thing, so I ended up taking painter's supply and just kind of, just kind of used to getting used to the war tribe high painting and also this, the very colorful and very well crafted just all their clothing and stuff how it's all colored in such a fine ways oh yeah it's, even their city is just sorry and th that movie is just beautiful in terms of color <laughs> something that something i think more movies need yeah uh but for the melee weapon i chose the yukawa yukawa nah, i was oh, looking yeah. at that i was looking at that <laughs> yes yeah. when you when uh, when he has to do the challenge against uh, Umbaku, uh -huh. he has a weapon that's almost exactly that, yeah, a Yukawa. Right. Like yeah. I'm not sure if they I call stopped it on else, that. Yeah, no, I totally but, agree with that choice. And I'm thinking this is something that you have to fight to the death for. If you're going to be fighting for your life on something for for your position, you better, you better be yeah. having your weapon that you're most familiar with. Uh huh. So for the first weapon I chose, because you're going to get more later on, I had to choose the Ikawa because that feels like that's just something that he'd be... Mm -hmm. It's something there. unique and something, something you don't unique. also see in D&D very much. Right. Yes. And for the ranged weapon, I just chose a dart, just because for the most of the ranged weapons, none of them quite felt like some, anything that he has, so the dart kind of also feels like uh, 
He ends up throwing some, like, he is talented in throwing some items. Like, there's some technology. Like, I think he throws a tracker or something mm -hmm. at some point. I think you're oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, the, the it's kind of just, mm -hmm. yeah, to the truck. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of felt like that was just kind of just part of that. Just how he, he's something he's familiar with. So, that is my first three levels. Nice. Alrighty, four through six. Uh, levels four. For me, I continued up in Rogue and got an ability score improvement. I decided to take a feat and I took the alert feat. Um, and uh, really this is all him not being able to get surprised or the drop, get, get a drop on him. And having that plus five bonus to initiative is important for a Rogue build. Like mine. Well, I think the nice thing too with that is you you avoid a lot of criticals from other assassins too. Yes. So because they don't, you never get surprised by the attack. So yeah. They don't get those advantages on you, which is super super helpful. Yeah. And then at fifth level, you get the uncanny dodge, uh, which for I mentioned it in our Black Widow build, but I'm going to mention it now. If you can get your rogue up to fifth or sixth level before you multi-class into something else uh, that's highly recommended in my book because having uncanny dodge and evasion um, for rogues is incredibly useful it, even if you can just get up to level five to get uncanny dodge like just being able to try half damage yeah. Mm, yeah half damage uh, as a reaction just is an incredible use of your uh, class ability uh, sixth level, I decided to multi-class into Monk, um, and I don't think you really get anything at first level. Let's see here. Yeah, you just get your unarmored defense and your martial arts at uh, first level. Um, so, uh, the unarmored defense, I think probably he might have been using some sort of le leather armor at this point, but with his higher... Uh, higher wisdom score now. Um, he's able to utilize his unarmored defense better than even having a studded leather piece of armor. Mm. It's going to be a higher AC. Alright, Ted. Sweet. For my levels 4 through 6, I stayed in fighter. Uh, fourth level for my ability score improvement, I chose a feat. Um, I chose tavern brawler. Um, just going to being, uh, you get to increase your strength of constitution by maximum one. Proficient with improvised weapons, and your unarmed strike uses a D4 for damage. Uh, when you hit a creature with an unarmed strike or an improvised weapon, you can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple the target. Um, mm -hmm. I just like the idea of giving him the ability to do a decent amount of damage with his bare hands, and taking improvised weapons, not necessarily the deflect missiles, but being able to just kind of grab or deflect what's around, or like being able to work with whatever's around him. Mm -hmm. So I like that, and I, I use the, um, I believe I use the strength score to improve on that. Okay. Um, for fifth level fighter, you get your extra attack. Um, for sixth level, you get another ability score improvement. I chose Skulker, so I didn't choose Rogue oh, as a class, but I got a lot of roguish or sneaky benefits from taking the skulker feet you yeah. can try to hide when you are lightly obscured from the creature from which you are hiding when you are hidden from a creature and miss it with a ranged weapon attack making the attack doesn't reveal your position um, dim light doesn't impose disadvantage on your perception checks 
relying on sight. So not necessarily nice. getting sneak attack or anything, but being able to hunt in the darkness. Yeah. I really like I like that feat, and I, I felt that fit him very well. Yeah, that's a good idea to try to look for feats for uh, things that are related to um, to class abilities too. Because uh, instead of dipping into a class, you can always take a feat. And sometimes feats even give a little bit of an advantage over taking one level into a monk or into a, a couple levels of rogue. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I like those two feats. Um, I envision your uh, your Asmar build as being more of like a ninja samurai at this point, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Those are my levels four through six. All right. This might take a little while because monks get a lot of stuff. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> monks get a lot of stuff, so this might. Sorry if this takes a while. Uh, fourth level, you get your ability score improvement. So I actually chose a feat, and I chose athlete. So yep. once one to kind of boost up that dexterity a little bit more. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Like you're not up to a, a plus five yet, but you're going to work in your way there. Uh, being able to stand prone while oh. Uh, when prone, being able to stand up for only five feet mm -hmm. is really good, and also like part of how he's very dexterous. I just imagine him just kind of flipping yep, the back doing over, the, doing, the, doing the, uh, the showstopper heel kick up. Yeah, that I never heard it called the showstopper. The heel <laughs> kick. Sorry, WWE fan here. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, also, having slow fall kind of uh, part of it. Uh, the shoes that they he has that they talk about actually I think in a moment it talks about how it kind of helps put cushion the the falls for him. Right. Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes sense having slow fall too of being able to use your reaction to reduce fall damage you take, and that's by the amounts equal to five times your monk level, and yeah. uh, that's quite a bit when you uh, get into how far I go into monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Fifth level, you get your extra attack, uh, and also your uh, stunning strike. So you can, can interfere the flow of key in an opponent. So when you hit another creature, you basically you spend one key to stun them mm -hmm. if they uh, fail the constitution saving throw. Which, I, don't, I feel like that's also kind of, that could be part of how the kinetic energy within the suit is used. Yeah. Is that kind of, in a sense, it blows you back and just kind of, you need to take a moment to just go, okay, what just hit me? Yeah, and he takes that, like, even though you're you're blown back by the force damage, you're still, uh, you're still prone on the ground. Yep. And Black Panther's going to take a, uh, you know, take the opportunity to get a couple more hits into you. Exactly. And now we're at six level. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you get a lot for six level. Uh, when you get your key empowered strikes, so basically your unarmed strikes now count as magical, so that means you're just going through some resistances. Uh, your unarmored movement is now up to 15 feet. Yeah. So you're even faster now. You also now get your or one with the blade. Oh, actually, I forgot some stuff about the Kensei stuff. At level 4? Uh, back at level 3. Oh boy. I forgot that I didn't click on this. I'm not editing it. So yeah, we're not. I'm just going to talk about all of them right now. I'm just going to talk about all of them right now. Have to make it work. <laughs> Basically, the Kensei weapons. Uh, yeah, yeah. You also have agile parry. So if you make an unarmed oh, strike man. as part of your attack action on your turn, 
while holding your Tensei weapon. You can use it to defend yourself as if it well, uh, if it's a melee weapon. You gain a plus two to your AC until the start of your next turn. Mm -hmm. So that's also just another thing to just add on to his AC here. Yeah. Uh, you get your Kensei shot, which basically on your boat, if you use your bonus action to make a range attack, uh, it makes it more deadly. I think it says, uh, yeah, when you do so, target you hit range using Kensei weapon, takes an extra 1d4 damage of the weapon's type, and you retain the benefit until the end of the current turn. And you can do that on a, as a bonus action. You use that as a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So you can attack essentially, if you needed to, you could attack three times with a ranged weapon on your turn mm -hmm. at uh, fifth level. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was back at third. Well. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. At fifth level wouldn't you get the yeah, yeah when you okay. get extra attack. We get extra attack. Yes. <laughs> uh, so also, uh, we're going back to the level six stuff. Uh, you get the magic Kensei weapon, so you're taxed with a. Uh, weapons now count as magical, so... No need to grab a magical weapon. Nope. <laughs> and you also get Death Strike, so when you hit a target with a weapon, you can spend one key point to cause a weapon to deal extra damage to the target. Nice. Equal to your martial art, arts die. So... Cool, well, well, and higher levels, those are gonna turn into what? Uh, it'll turn from D6 to D8 to D10. Mm -hmm. And then uh, do they turn into D12s at the higher levels? I think it just says a D10. D10? Just D10. I mean, if you're turning them from your uh, D6s to D8s eventually, I mean, yeah. that's, that's quite a Much bit. Higher yeah. <laughs> you imagine using a dart and going, okay, roll a D10 plus, what yeah. the plus five for moth yes. part. What? For a dart? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm raging so I can... It's magical, or yeah, it was whatever. It's like, oh, the monster has uh, uh, resistance against on magical. Right. Well, it's naturally magical. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing, uh, you get another Kensei weapon, and I chose spear because most of the Wakandans Fair. all are equipped with spears. I see yeah. that. The Vibranium yeah. spears. So, obviously, if pretty much every soldier has one, pretty sure he knows how to use it. Yeah. So, that is the end of my... Four through six. Okay. Seven through nine are the levels we're going to go through now. Uh, I continued on with Monk, so a second level Monk uh, is going to get key points, unarmored movement, and then the at eighth level, I chose the monastic uh, tradition of uh, Way of the Shadow. Um, I felt that being a good infiltrator for uh, as the uh, as a um, as a Black Panther character, uh, you I think you're going to utilize shadows a lot more than um, than a lot of the other characters that we've developed. Um, let's see here, and you can. Uh, Humans aren't nat don't naturally have dark vision, so you can use and under your shadow arts you can expend two key points to cast dark vision on yourself. You can cast darkness, pass without a trace, or silence without any material components, just using two key points. So I thought that was yeah, pretty it's cool. Nice. It's actually really nice. Uh, let's see. Yes. Uh, that was eighth level, and then you get the deflect missiles, which is really. Mm -hmm. 
important for um, for the Black Panther builds too. Um, fourth, fourth level monk, my ninth level, uh, you get an ability score improvement, and I went with athlete as well. Um, and I put and I put my scores in dexterity to <laughs> to get a little bit more. Um, I'm not. I'm at uh, 19 now. Um, so eventually I'll have to try to max that out. Um, fourth level, you get your slow fall as well, which I mean that's super important for him being able to utilize the rooftops and fall down and have the suit absorb his uh, absorb that kinetic energy. All right, Ted. Sweet. So we're on levels seven through nine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So I multiclassed in the Blood Hunter um, for my level seven through nine. For me, this is really where he takes over as Black Panther and gains his abilities, um, his full on. So for me, the first six levels were just him growing up, training and fighting and becoming a Wakandan soldier under under his father's rule uh, level at my level seven he becomes a blood hunter which is essentially him going through the process of going over um, proficiencies I chose I gave him acrobatics giving him a little help with that giving him a little boost in those dexterity situations uh, you get your hunter's bane um, that's your surviving the long guarded ritual that alters your life's blood um, you get blood maledict for first level blood curses, I took Blood Curse of the Muddled Mind. Um, you can give creatures disadvantage on their constitution saving throws to maintain their concentration on spells. I have Blood Curse of Binding. Um, or you can reduce creature speeds to zero if they're within your, your size group. And then Blood Curse of Bloated Agony. Um, you can make a creature swell uh, painfully until the end of your next turn. <laughs> For fighting style, I chose dueling. Um, when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls. Um, I I didn't give him great weapon fighting. I didn't always see him having a two-handed weapon, and I already gave him two weapon fighting as another as a as a fighting style again. Before that, you have Crimson Right, um, and then at third level, my Blood Hunter Order, I chose Order of the Ghost Slayer. Um, I liked the right of the dawn you get with that. I I don't remember the name of the song. So I'll continue. I was talking about the right of the dawn. Uh, when you join this order at third level, you learn right of the dawn, um, esoteric right. Uh, your weapon sheds bright light out to a radius of 20 feet. You have resistance to necrotic damage. Your weapon deals one additional hemocraft die of right damage when you hit an undead. Um, and I believe. Oh, and then my, my right damage I chose was right of the storm and right of the frozen. So I get lightning and cold damage. Um, the lightning was my choice for the replacement for the force damage. And I just like... Curse specialist. Yep, that's it. Those are my... I feel like it's always hard to choose the, your, uh, your right damage stuff because you don't know what you're going to encounter like right off the bat exactly and, and yeah. so it's like okay well flame is kind of cool ice is kind of cool lightning is kind of cool i almost <laughs> i tend to stay away from fire damage a lot it's if a i lot get of... to choose because there's a lot of creatures with resistance yeah. to fire damage yep 
So that's the one I usually will actively avoid, but I, I get torn between cold cold damage or the others, but I almost always choose lightning if I can get it, because yeah. it's a good it's a good it's good damage to do. Alright, and that is my level seven through Alright, alright, Kelly. Uh, for mine, continuing on, I got, for seventh level, I got evasion. So, uh, your instinctive agility allows you to dodge out of the way of certain effects. We've heard this before with some of our rogue builds and some other stuff. It's yeah. basically, you take half damage. If you fail, you take no damage and you succeed on any dexterity saving throws. Yeah. So, uh... Also get stillness of mind. You can use your action to end one of the effects that is causing you to be charmed or frightened. Uh, I don't think I've seen any situation, at least in movie, of the, him being frightened or charmed. So there's not really anything to base that upon. Right. Can't really think of anything. I mean, well, I mean, maybe it's because he's never actually he has yeah. stillness of mind. That's true. Of course, he's never been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was stepping stepping up. <laughs> Stepping up to Thanos, very good. he wasn't afraid though. No. Well, he so. didn't have to step up to him very long at least. <laughs> True. <laughs> didn't have the chance really to be scared in that case. Yeah, no. It was, it was very quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 8th level you get your ability score improvement. I actually chose ability score improvements for once. That's new, I am. <laughs> uh, I put one point into Dexterity to finish it off, top him up to the 20. I got one point into Wisdom score, so that bumped it up to a plus 3. Uh-huh. So I was like, what's the smirk on his face for? Oh, he chose an actual ability score. <laughs> wow. I, figured, I figured I had to be the first one to say something about it or else yeah. you would point it out. I definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. I look for it when you're like, oh, I get to this level. I'm like, hmm. What feet did... Oh, no feet? Interesting. Um, also, ninth level, more unarmored movements. But actually, well, not quite more. Now you get the ability to move along vertical surfaces and across liquids without falling during your move. Yeah. So that's just, I guess that's just part of his parkour-like agility. Yeah, parkour, exactly. Parkour. For sure. Like, yeah, just water, but no, you don't see him walk on water. But I'm pretty sure sure he can do something about yeah. that <laughs> with the suit. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of think of, like, with all this, like, just moving along vertical surfaces a lot, at least, I just think of the chase scene in uh, Civil War when he's trying to chase after uh, the Winter Soldier and yeah. Captain America's chasing him and they're chasing across the, the rooftops and through yeah. the, the uh, car, like, well, through the, the tunnel? Yeah. Tunnel. And I, I believe, I haven't watched Civil War in a couple months, but I believe Captain America at one point during that chase was like, yep. oh my yes. gosh, yeah. are you he, kidding me? He, like he takes a moment just to breathe because he's just like, yeah. I can't keep up with this guy, this guy's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment like that. I don't remember what exact moment it is or what he says, but... I, yeah. th I think it was towards the beginning when they were still on the rooftops. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say it was towards then because he like stood there and watched them for a second and then chased after him. Yeah, I think it yeah. was when they were still on the rooftops. But that, but yeah, definitely. So that ends my ninth level. All right, levels ten through twelve. I finished off uh, my monk multi class. So at level 10, uh, get 
getting extra attack and stunning strike. And then at level 11, you get the key and powder powered strikes, which uh, are great for uh, magical damage. And then an additional unarmored movement. And then for my uh, shadow archetype, you get the ability to step from one shadow to another. So when you're in dim light or darkness as a bonus action, you can teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space. And then you get advantage on the first melee strike with uh, that you make before the end of your turn. Um, so I, again, it's just like Black Panther utilizing shadows, utilizing his environment to manipulate his body into into a way that he can get the most precise strike um, uh, out of his situation. And then I decided to, for level 12, uh, multi-class into fighter. Um, and let's see here. And then for my fighter fighting style, I w went with two-weapon fighting as well. Gotta get that <laughs> fighter level in there at some point. Yeah, at some point, I think we all take fighters for <laughs> for our builds. Um, it's I don't. It's been really common for. Well, yeah, listening all to you us. guys, I wish <laughs> listening to you guys. If I would go back right now, I would add in monk because. I kind of bit myself by not giving him magical claw attacks or his 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 um his hand his um his yeah giving him magical abilities through his hand hand attacks um yeah unarmed attacks <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the phrase there it goes unarmed strike unarmed strike that that one yeah. that one. <laughs> I think having second wind for uh, a fighter too is important and just being able to take a breather and uh, heal up just a little bit. Yes. Um, I feel like Black Panther is that in your face kind of, um, kind of roguish person and monk. Like monks you can kind of say, okay, they're gonna be the tank or the melee fighters. They're, they're almost always gonna be the upfront fighters I feel for monk, yep. but for rogues, Rogues, you can take a rogue and manipulate it into a lot of different situations. Yeah, you, you seem to be building a rogue where, like, you'll hide, and if your first strike kills them, it kills them. But if it doesn't, it's like, okay, fine. Here fine. I am. Here's my second Try one. punching me. Here's my third one. Yeah. Here's my fourth one. Here's my fifth one. And then when you think they stop, you go, ah, oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when, we, when I get later on in mm -hmm. Fighter, then we're just going to end up. Action huge. Action huge. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, 10 to 12 for me. So it's dead. <laughs> All right. Uh, my 10 to 12 picks up at, at fourth level um, Blood Hunter, where I chose ability score improvement, where I improved my dexterity. I believe it is where I mixed it out. Forget. But I but I boosted my dexterity there. At fifth level, I get an extra attack. It's kind of redundant because I got that from Fighter, so really nothing there. And then at 6th level, I get Band of Castigation. At 6th level, whenever you damage a creature with her Crimson Right feature, you can choose to sear an arcane brand of Hemocraft magic into it. Uh, you always know the, di the direction to the branded creature, and each time the branded creature deals damage to you or a creature you can see within 5 feet of you, that creature takes psychic damage. Um, I think that's just something interesting where, like, he does either mark or track people that yeah. he, he wants to. So being able to... I didn't give him a high perception, but I've given him um, proficiency in it. And then with Brand of Castigation, if he's fighting somebody that he can deal his Crimson Right damage to, he can kind of keep tabs on that person and kind of track them around. Yeah. So. 
No, that's a good point, because I think, uh, I mean, in all of this stuff, uh, Marvel Avengers, this is a, um, a, a series of technology where we live in a, a world of technology, and in D&D we're just trying to find ways of right. magic that match uh, technology. And that is my levels in 312. Cool. All right. Yeah, very, pretty, pretty simple on that part. Well, speaking of it as simple, here's my build for 10 through 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monk all the way through it, man. Yeah, nice, nice. That's okay. It's good. It's good. It's, it's just, working. It, it works fit, really well. It just well. fit what yeah. I was thinking. So, uh, level 10, you get purity of body. So, at 10th level, your mastery of key flows through you, making you immune to disease and poison. Which I think is actually something that the uh, the, the herb actually, yeah. the plant actually yeah. gives you. Yeah. You yeah. actually are immune to disease and poison. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I forgot. Okay, I forgot my cue. I well. apologize. No, no, I'm not asking you. No. <laughs> I apologize. I'm just going, yep, that works. That yeah. goes well. Okay, Whoa. see, this. that's why I kept on staying with Monk. <laughs> Once again, unarmored movement. You are now moving an extra 20 feet. So what's your unarmored movement yeah, what's your now? Movement? I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> I'll tell you at okay. the end. <laughs> We're not done yet. We're not done. Okay. <laughs> I'm, pre I'm pretty sure your unarmored movement is... A little bit faster than mine, even with the mobile feet. Well, we thought, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. I think he still has one more ability score improvement. He might have the mobile feet. And I'll get the mobile feet. <laughs> <laughs> I might have considered it. Uh, so, at 11th level, you get uh, Sharpen the Blade, so you gain the ability to augment your weapon with your key. As a bonus action, you can spend three, well, up to three key points on one weapon. To touch, uh, to add to the bonus to attack and damage roll. So you get an extra three to your attack to hit it. Oh, and an extra dang. three to your damage. Whoa! For how long? Uh, the bonus equals to the number of key points you spent. This bonus lasts for one minute or until you use this feature again. Oh, this, so I mean, this feature has fighting a like an ancient dragon. Yeah. Like most. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> This feature has no effect on on magical weapon that already has a bonus to the attack and damage rolls. Okay. So, but still, that means that this I can this pick normal up a weapon, ranking, I can pick up a this weapon that would be completely sword. normal in anyone's yeah. hand uh -huh. in the hands of this in the hands of him. More deadly. It's so much more deadly. Not only yeah. is it going through magical resistances, ring, long sword, not only is it going over. through magical resistances. It's practically a plus three weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plus yeah. three weapon and and immediately in his hand. Uh. <laughs> this is a crazy <laughs> class. <laughs> wow. Monks, man. Monks are crazy. I yeah. I really like the idea of playing monks. I I played a monk in the past. I really enjoyed it, and it, it they end up being just one of the um, the most uh, effective damage dealers. I feel like in all of the classes, they almost always hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then you can. I mean, and even if you are, even if you're a fighter, and you max out your levels in in fighter, and at level eighteen you get what like four attacks for your attack action. Even a monk with extra attack, flurry of blows, like you're still doing four, you're still doing four uh, attacks as a monk. So well, and then on top of those, you can hit a stunning strike. You can do yep, other yep, things yep. on top of that to yeah. incapacitate opponents. So that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. 
So, also on 11th level, uh, you gain another Kensei weapon that you can use, and I just chose a uh, short sword. At this rate, I'm kind of running out of weapons I've seen in there. Mm. Uh, one of the weapons, like, is, I can't really use Shuri's gauntlets, the gun gauntlets, whatever, the force gauntlets. Oh, There's yeah. not really an item that goes with that in the list. And, uh, oh gosh, what is the name of his ex-girlfriend or something? Like, like I forget her name. I can't remember. I don't remember her name either. No but, idea. Uh, she has like a circular weapon. Uh-huh. Like it's kind of like a oh, ring, yeah. a ring blade oh, thing. Pretty cool. <laughs> I couldn't find anything that's in the list that was close to that either. You know, it's I was like a double-bladed scimitar. I was kind of thinking <laughs> scimitar, but it, oh, it, I feel like we're going a bit too in homebrew. If you're kind of going Teddy, to this. Teddy wants double-bladed scimitars on all of the Avengers. I <laughs> do. No, no, no. That's actually not the thing that I have on all the Avengers. I don't know if you guys have caught it yet, but I've put something similar on almost all of my Avenger builds. <laughs> Because, yeah, they're all stealthy, and I gotta make them all stealthy. Uh, so, level 12... <laughs> I, I, I want scimitars on all my... All my <laughs> on uh, level 12, I got my ability score improvement. I chose a feat. I did not choose mobile. Okay. Just cut, like, it was the one I was considering between the two. Mm-hmm. I chose to do something a little bit more oh, tactical in terms of weapon. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually chose Polar Master. And so when he's using his Kensei weapon, like the spear. Oh, okay. That is one of the ones that I got earlier. So when yep. you when he's using his spear, using the attack action, you can use the bonus action to make a melee uh, melee attack on the opposite end of the weapon. So, I mean, it's part of the thing. But yeah. also, uh, the weapon's damage die for this attack is uh, a like a D4. Yeah, and it deals yeah. bludgeoning damage. But while you're also wielding the uh, the spear, in this case. Uh, other creatures provoke an opportunity attack whenever they enter your reach. Yeah. So, being this that's extremely fast, I kind of put that part of just, you get in my reach, I can immediately hit you. I I'm just imagine Rafiki from Lion King. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> But I kind of just, instead of speed of movement, I have enough it's like a Unarmored super sentinel movement. thing. That's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a sentinel feed, except just you don't have to wait for you don't have you to, don't wait to wait for your party member to get hit. Yeah, right. it's just hey, you got into my space. Even with like with these things, it's no, like no, even some of the weapons are like a ten feet. So the idea is like you said no, but yeah. So it's just kind of something to go along with that. I like it. Just so fast that he can hit you before you even got to him. Cool. So that is my. 10 through 12. Now, is a spear, uh, is that a, um, a two-handed weapon? Let me double check. Oh, okay. Why do I not have it equipped? It was, am I a spear? A spear is, it looks like it's, uh, versatile. Okay. So it can be used both. Okay. And it does have a... It should have a range and... Range and... Because it can be used as a throwing weapon. Yeah, it can be used as a throwing weapon, but yeah. it's also saying it can be like a melee, because versatile. Yeah. Attack melee. Yeah. Or reach of five feet. Okay, reach of okay. five feet. Okay. Yeah, I was just I was just making sure because I know a lot with whole arm master is an interesting choice to go with a monk build. Um, I mean, you can use it probably more effectively with a quarter staff. 
Yeah. Um, but a spear is a good is probably a good choice too because you can throw it if you need to. Well, it's any of the weapons that's on the list. It doesn't have to be a spear specifically. Well, but with monk though, you're not. You can't count it as a martial weapon if it's a two-handed weapon. I could just change change the uh, short sword for a quarter staff though, for my uh, uh, the weapons, mm-hmm. the the kensei weapon, because you be instantly become proficient with it if you choose it. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Another, and then it gives you it, it gives you all the options. Of any weapon that you can not, uh, it gives you a list here, which is quite a bit. Okay. Uh, quarter stuff is there though. Okay, but nothing like a like great weapons aren't on there. A lance, halberd, those aren't on there. No, those aren't in. Yeah, because I think it's just avoiding anything that's two-handed. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. I I just want to throw something different. Pinsy's a an interesting an interesting monk build. Mainly focused on your uh, weaponry. Yeah, your armory. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a monk that actually uses weapons to their fist. Yeah, but they also use their fist. Yeah, they can still kick and headbutt. Yeah, they can do all that <laughs> stuff. We'll do a little butt shove, maybe. A little butt shove. Yeah. I think what are you referencing? I'm not referencing it. Okay, it's like, what are you just a bunch of? I'm just okay. saying, monks can use their bodies. So if they wanted to use their, if they wanted to use their elbows as their flurry with their flurry of blows, why not let them use their elbows? If they want to do a little shimmy shimmy and give a little butt pack to someone, backing up, <laughs> then why not let them use that for their flurry of blows? <laughs> anyway. I think we're off track. Yeah. <laughs> we? <laughs> Who is this we you speak We're both of? looking at you like, okay. All right. What are we? We're doing uh, Four 13. Four minute 13. rant on <laughs> Okay. Level 13 through 15. That's what we're doing now. Okay. Are you uh, sure? My, yes, I am sure. I'm keeping track. Yes. Uh, for 13, I continue on in fighter... Uh, you get your action surge, which is very cool, mm-hmm. with your monk and rogue abilities as well. Uh, let's see here. 14th level, I chose the martial archetype, uh, same as Ted's. I went with samurai. Uh, I felt like that was the best fit for the rogue and the monk being able to gain advantages as a bonus action if you mm-hmm. don't already have advantage is incredibly useful to get those sneak attacks. I mean, this for me, this build is that if you are not getting a sneak attack every single uh, every single turn, by golly, you're gonna you, feel like it. Yeah, you need to get you. I don't know how you could not be able to get a sneak attack with uh, with every single one of your turns with this build. Yeah. Um, Third level, my bonus proficiencies. I went with a samurai skill of insight, um, so he can utilize his uh, his inquisitor um, ear for or eye for detail, so he can make an insight check. It's just a lot better uh, check wise for uh, gaining advantage on those opponents, and then you gain that cool fighting spirit stuff for samurai. Absolutely excellent. Uh, level 15, I went. I hopped back into Rogue and continued that on until level 18. 
Uh, let's see here. So for six level rogue, you get your expertise, and I expertise in acrobatics and investigation. Again, just trying to be that parkour master, that uh, and that infiltrator that yeah. I, I see Black Panther being in the comics. I don't need your expertise. <laughs> I mean, that's something Black Panther would probably say in the com in the comics. It's like I really don't need your help. Like I can do it on my own. I, I'm I'm literally only here because you asked me to be here. If you don't want me here, I'll do it all, all by myself. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my level 13 through 15, I I stayed in Bloodhunter, and so from my level 13, level 7 Bloodhunter, you get Ethereal Step. Upon reaching 7th level at the start of your turn, if you aren't incapacitated, you can choose to magically step into the veil between the planes. You can move through other creatures and objects as if they are difficult terrain, as well as see and affect creatures and objects on the ethereal plane. You take 1d10 force damage if you end your turn inside an object. If you are inside an object when this feature ends, you are immediately shunted to the nearest unoccupied space that you can occupy and take force damage equal to twice the number of feet you move. The feature lasts for a number of rounds equal to your intelligence modifier, which might be zero. minimum of one. So, my only last one round with my guy. You can use this feature once, beginning at 15th level. You can use your ethereal step feature twice between rests. You can regain all expended uses when you finish a short or long rest. Um, for his 8th level, 14th level, I took an ability score improvement for dexterity, and I finally maxed out dexterity. And then for 15th, his level not this level 9 blood hunter, you get grim Psychomet psychometry. When you reach ninth level, you have a supernatural talent for discerning the history surrounding mysterious objects or places touched by evil. When making intelligence history checks to recall information around a darker past surrounding an object um, you are touching or a location you are present in, you have advantage on the roll. The information gleaned often leans toward more sinister influences of the past, sometimes conveys visions of things previously unknown to the character on higher rolls. So, some hmm. history and intelligence related things. Yeah and my dexterity gets maxed out. A lot of your abilities are related to being a good tracker and finding that target. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <And> okay. <laughs> Alright, and that's my level 13 Make up for 15. it with your abilities. I, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> like, oh. There's always a workaround. Hey, look! <laughs> uh, so, sorry, in level 13 for me, uh, you get ton of, Tongue of the Sun and Moon. And so basically, you learn to touch the key of other minds, you understand all spoken languages, moreover, any creature can understand a language, that can't understand a language, can understand what you say. And I kind of thought this was a good way for kind of just bypassing all those language barriers, because uh, the Wakandans kind of have infiltrators in every country and knowing yeah. everything that's going on. They yep. understand every language that is known to the entire world. Yeah. And this is a way to learn, just do it all without having to worry about, okay, which which language do I add next? Which one? It's just, I know it all. I can talk to you, you can talk <laughs> yes. to me. Stop! Just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like Shuri building a communication device. Yep. yep. Like, hey, I, I'll i just hand this over and yep. you can you understand everything. This one goes inside your ear. This mm -hmm. one goes inside your trachea. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 14th level, you get Diamond Soul at the beginning. Uh, your mastery of key grants you proficiency in all saving throws. 
Additionally, whenever you make a saving throw and, and fail, you can spend one key point to re-roll it and take the second result. So, just another kind oh, of... Yeah. yeah. So, advantage almost. Hopefully. Almost. That's and the hope. plus, yeah. Plus the proficiency in every saving throw. Yeah. So that's just kind of this armor, the like this is the mix of the armor, the like the plant, and also just his own personal skills all mixing up into one thing of just, hey, if you're trying to attack me, I'm gonna just shake it off. And once again, here we are with unarmored movement. <laughs> Another one. So uh, it's now increased to like an extra twenty-five feet. Uh, then you also get Timeless Body. I like body. how even when they get to there, they're like, we we can give him another 10. We can't do that. <laughs> just give him five. One score. Yeah. Just one more. Yeah. We don't want him, like, <sighs> darting all the way across the map. Yeah. Which yeah. he can already. Which he can. <laughs> <laughs> Too late! <laughs> uh, level 15, you get Timeless Body. Uh, your key sustains your body so you suffer or none of the fri uh, uh, Frailty? Frailties? Frailty? Okay, yeah, frailty of old age. So you can't be aged magically. You can still die of old age, however, you no longer need food or water. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. That's just part of. You hit that real monk. Yeah. You hit that real monk stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. You meditate in the morning and the sun rays feed you for a couple years. Well, that's a lot of, I feel like, what that plant... Yeah, like this the, is still... A lot of this is kind of like the plant just altering his body's... Mm -hmm. right. Making him able to live longer and just not being able to be just corroded over regular... <laughs> for those who... Because you can't see, Teddy just keeps on point waving. I'm not like pointing, air. pointing. You're waving. Like, You're waving. I like it. I, I say I like it. You're almost doing the nope finger shake is what... No, 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 no. <laughs> So, we'll just kind of move on after that. That's my uh, 13 through 15. Cool. Alright, well, we're going to finish this up now. Hooray! Level 16 <laughs> through 18. For me, I finished off my build in Rogue. So, level 16, uh, you get the wonderful evasion from your Rogue class. At level 17, I took an ability score improvement, now maximizing his wisdom and dexterity, maxing it out at level 17. Maybe a little bit late at this point to max it out. Might have wanted to max it out earlier, but I don't know. Like, Wait until level 15 to max out in dexterity, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um, Sometimes and you gotta get your butt beat before you get that next level. That's know? true. Yeah, it's just like... And sometimes even having a plus four for a really long time is Dano, it's really not Dano that bad. fist to the face will change your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. And then at level 18, uh, the Inquisitor, Inquisitive uh, Rogue feature is Steady Eye. Uh, so you have advantage on perception or intelligence checks if you move mo no more than half your speed on a turn. I mean, like, you're... I don't know why they had to include that in there. I think it's more for if you're in combat, mm -hmm. but almost always if you're gonna use this outside of combat, this feature gives you advantage all the time because you can just stop. If I look. stop one step short. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can see it. 
Yeah, so I'm not sure why that was put in there, but I, I just think, you know, uh, uh, T'Challa is always going to have a, he's he's always going to have advantage pretty much on his investigation perception checks at I this point. Maybe they put that in just for the case of like a chase situation where you have to just, you have to hurry up. There's a time right. limit. You can't yeah. take your time. You can't go that slow. You gotta mm-hmm. be. So just like cases like, like that outside of yeah, combat, right? Yeah, so I can see that. All right, Ted. All right, so for my level uh, 16 through 18, at 10th level Blood Hunter, you get Dark Augmentation. Upon reaching 10th level, Arcane Blood Magic suffuses your body, permanently reinforcing your resilience. Your speed increases by 5 feet. Whenever you make a Strength, Dexterity, or Constitution saving throw, you gain a bonus to the saving throw equal to your Intelligence modifier minimum of 1, which I get. Brand of Sundering. Beginning at 11th level, your Brand of Castigation now exposes a fragment of your foe's essence leaving them vulnerable for your Crimson Rite. Whenever you damage a branded creature with your Crimson Rite, your weapon deals one additional Hemocraft die of right damage. In addition, the branded creature can't move through creatures or objects. And then lastly, uh, to top this all off, uh, for my ability score improvement, I went to an old favorite of mine. It's called the Tough Feet, because um, though he is roguish and likes to be sneaky, when he is at the, at the front of the battlefield, he takes as many punches as he throws, mm-hmm. and he has to be able to withstand that to keep fighting. So I gave him the tough feet. Because yeah. I ended up with, since I finished with that, I can just go to look. I ended up with 166 HP, which isn't the, the highest, but it's nice. It's like he can, he can go to the front of your line and say, all right, cool, I can, I can take this for a little bit. A little higher than mine. Oh, wait, 202, I'm sorry. It fixed it. That was even higher than mine. Let's not talk about mine. <laughs> Are you under 100? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> monks aren't that... Yeah. yeah, with zero plus zero constitution and monk die is not yeah. great. Yeah. Alright. So, to end this off with my last three, uh, starting off with the ability score improvement, uh, I actually picked another ability score improvement. What? I put two points into wisdom, so okay. that way I can get the plus four. Kind of adding yeah. a little bit more to the AC, more of your perception, mm-hmm. just kind of giving it just that little extra, extra work that you kind of nice. finishes nice. it off there. Two abilities. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> uh, uh, level seventeen, you get an earring accuracy. At seventeenth level, your mastery of weapons grants you an extraordinary accuracy. If you miss with an attack roll using a monk weapon on your turn, you can re-roll it. And you can use this feature only once on each of your turns. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now that well, that's not the one that requires uh, advantage, right? Says nothing about advantage. Sweet. Well, what's interesting about that is that it doesn't say you have to know whether or not you hit or miss. It's just if you miss. So you yeah. know that you miss. Yeah. So you roll, you ask the DM, does that miss? Yep, that missed. Okay, now I'll re-roll. Yeah. So... Like, <laughs> it's even better than a man. Yeah. <laughs> like in that case. Yes. <laughs> Did I hit? No. Hold, please. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me re-roll, please. 25! <laughs> oh, yeah, I got one more Kensei weapon, so I chose boom, Boomerang. Okay. I think that was the closest thing I could have to, like, the circle, oh, uh, yeah. the circle weapons, whatever. Didn't you put that with Captain, your Captain, didn't you have a boomerang with your Captain? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I feel like we saw a boomerang at one point in Black Panther. 
in the movie? There might have been. There might there have been. been a I think it was on the display well, no, the there, was, there was something that was like shaped like a boomerang, but had like a ball at the end. It was more of a whip, melee whacking ah, weapon. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was it. Uh, I don't know what that's called or where we saw it. I think it was over at uh, Umbaku's like, tribe place. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Uh, so that was 17, 18. You get empty body. Uh, you can use your actions to spend four key points to become invisible for one minute. During that time, you also have resistance to all damage but force damage. Ooh. So that is more of the... That's nice. That is now kind of me tapping in just a little bit to that stealth aspect of being able to turn invisible. Mm-hmm. And plus, just more of the your natural armor being... Like, you're kind of being even more resistant to... Yeah, at 18th level um, is almost as effective as you. Well, it is, it is as effective as being a third level barbarian mm-hmm. path of the totem because you're resistant. To yeah, everything all, to but everything but force. Force, which is, which is uncommon damage type, mm-hmm. and you're probably in bear bear totem. You don't have resistance to psychic damage. I also had to work around for the force damage in our items, but oh, so. Okay. <laughs> but and last for level. the last thing, for the last thing on my 18th level, we are going to end it off with one more unarmored movement. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Increasing <laughs> to a 30. Yeah. An extra 30 movement. All right. Can we just start with him and he can tell us what his full movement speed is? And <laughs> yes. And you can tell that. me, and yeah. then I can be like, hey. <laughs> Uh, it's only 60 feet. Oh. You know, okay. I'm with your mobile, you think you're... Where are you at? You're... Well, let me... Let me check here. Oh. Oh, oh you added, um... Uh, some items, too? Nope. No? So, with my mobile feet and monk and everything, I'm at 55. Okay. So, if I added mobile feet on top of that... Then it'd be fast. Yeah. Then it'd be a lot faster than my build. Kind of want to just test it out, just see... Just change out the pull... You, I mean, I, I think the polearm master is kind of a cool addition to the way the effectiveness of having a weapon fight a weapon melee monk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think a mobile, uh, the mobile feat on a monk is is just absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, there's no, you're just gonna pop in and move out of someone's range, sometimes even outside of a. Uh, a ranged attack, and then pop back in, and then, and then hit him four times, and then run away, and then come back in and hit him four more times. And it's just like, okay, great. Um, a, D- a DM would probably have to come like be uh, extra precautious about. Maybe if we ever do a speedster. Yeah, a speedster build. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Kelly, you ended up with a uh, with a twenty one in your armor class. Uh, due to one item, I did okay. have. Right? Well, why don't we just do items now? What we yeah. think, okay. what, what we think were, would be good. Okay. Um, I took. Uh, I think Kelly did this too. I took bracers of defense. because um, oh, yeah. I thought that was going to be a, a good way to increase uh, armor. Uh, the armor class without wearing armor. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also took the boots of uh, striding and springing to be more and a more effective like parkour master. 
Um, I also took the Cloak of Elvenkind to be a little bit more effective in the shadows and the undetected. And then I, I felt like utilizing daggers was a little bit similar to, uh, to the, the claws on his armor. Um, but I think that you could probably like fashion something that mm -hmm. like was that only did a D four, but they're those uh, I always call them bear claws, but like those ninja weapons that you know you see uh, you see in the movies where they just have those those claws on them, uh, similar yeah. to that. Uh, and yeah, I think that was it for my my items. Already. Uh, I actually I put belt of hill giant strength because uh, a lot of times from what from the stuff that I, from my YouTube videos and stuff they compared his strength a lot to Captain America but that was like an iffy for me on how much I wanted to use that I was I'm fine without it and my weapons don't really rely on it um, I took the ring of protection the ring and the ring of the ram and then my actual go-to for all of my Marvel characters mithril plate armor because <laughs> then you get that you always get that armor and you get to keep your stealthiness but the ring of the ram's cool um i don't yeah yeah uh, you get it has three charges and you can use it to attack somebody up to 60 feet from you um it has a plus seven to hit um on a hit for each charge you spend so theoretically you could just say i'm going to use all three charges on this hit you could do it's 2d10 per charge so if you it was like, all right, man, I'm going to expend all three charges and do 60, 10 of force damage if you hit somebody, and yeah. they can be pushed five feet away from you, but the, I, I didn't find an armor that I liked, I didn't find a spell that I liked, or paladin, I didn't find anything else I liked. I really like the ring as like his, like his kinetic charge that he gets in his suit, and yeah. he can just poof, and just like push people, and it does have the push people away from you mm -hmm. effect, and you can do the 2d10 of damage, so that was... <laughs> the little flare that I had with the ring of the ram nice. um, in there, yeah, and I have like ring of so protection. Like um, there was, I probably could have gotten the cloak of protection, but um, with regards to armor, like with a monk, it's really easy to see your path for building a higher AC. But with the build I have, you have really combination of you can choose magical weapons or choose higher armor, like I did with mithril plate. Or there was like there's a really cool leather armor that I liked that had stages of opening, almost like. He had one suit at the beginning of, of a Black Panther movie, and then his his sister made him a newer suit, and so there was that one I was looking at. Um, but that's the character I built. You can kind of decide what kind of armor you want to use. I chose Mithril Plate because I'm simple like that, and I really like Mithril Plate because you can have a 20 AC without much effort, um, and you still get all the benefits of your dexterity. I didn't even think of the blue protection because he does in the comic book version at least he does have like a cape. He yeah. does, yeah. So I didn't I just, know that. I'm glad, I'm glad that that's verified because I yeah. just. I did just add that just now because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and that bumps up my uh, armor class to 22 instead of 21. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, and I didn't have any more attunement slots, okay. so I would I didn't add the ring. Of all of my protection. all of my attunements are ba are defense based. No, but now that you mention, I probably could have put in one of those um, scimitars in there, but I decided, <laughs> decided not to this time. Well, I did because of because of Blood Hunter, he gets um, well because of his Blood Hunter and his his unarmed strike stuff. He has a D four plus five to his unarmed strikes, his tavern brawler strikes, and then his sickle. 
does a d4 plus 7. Why plus 7? And then I give him long swords. Uh, my equipment, I also chose the Bracers of Defense. I kind of wish you can almost, like, talk to your DM to flavor text it into the necklace. Oh, yeah. Because because that's, you know, that's how he got the, yeah. like, where the armor comes from. So it's not much, it's not really much of a difference in terms of it. So you might be able to talk into it. Talk to your... To be a necklace instead of the bracers. Kelly is yeah. Kelly is but, looking at our DM. <laughs> like there was something that I wanted I, to add that were like that you you can use gauntlets or a different type of bracers mm-hmm. um, that made it an even more effective monk and rogue. But now I can't remember mm-hmm. that I couldn't. I felt like I can't add an additional bracer or additional gauntlets or armware of any sort if I have bracers. But once okay. you I can understand but, that. but once you put it into an amulet of some sort, mm-hmm. then that means that you are open to putting bracers of defense on if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know. If if you wanted to get an amulet that was a plus two, then I would probably make it a very rare item yeah. that caught that has uh, attunement. Yeah. Um, but just all of those jewelry wares is they're always gonna be a higher rarity because you like you can wear other stuff. Well this is the but, king of the richest country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you're making yeah. your point. Money's not an issue. You're making your point. Uh so continuing on kind of my defense, I just added the cloak of protection, like Teddy talked about. And uh, to kinda of deal with the force damage thing. I actually chose the Brooch of uh, Shielding. Oh, there you go. So that gives you the resistance to force damage and immunity yeah. damage from... You actually get immunity from damage from Magic Missile, which is almost yep. like a closest thing to a bullet. Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah. You could almost imagine Black Panther utilizing that and casting a Magic Missile weapon, and he uses his Deflect Missiles, just his flavor, mm-hmm. to catch the Magic Missile... And then it just fizzles out in his hand. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's actually almost exactly the scene from Civil War when he grabs the uh, yeah. arrows. Because I do think they were detonated. Like the uh, yeah, they had to, like, oh, they did, they did, they and then it, so and then almost... it caused the kinetic the yep. uh, the kinetic energy to go into his suit. I yep. remember that now. Yes. And to kind of also kind of continue on with the force thing, I actually chose beat of force to kind of be the explanation for the big explosion of force oh. damage that he does. Yeah, similar to the Ring of the Ram. It's very similar to yeah. the Ring of Ram. So, just kind of, and also it being more of a li- like kind of being a limited thing, kind of like. Yeah, but you can. My the way to beats of force can't they enclose somebody in them? It pushes no, them out. It pushes, it pushes them, pushes them yeah. out. It doesn't close them in. It pushes them out. Yeah. So. Uh, an enclosed creature. Oh, actually, it can. Yeah. Oh, no, an enclosed creature has to use its action to push against the sphere wall. Oh, yeah. It entraps them, and the only way it pound. Well, I, I played, with, I played a, with them before. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I used them to capture our giant paladin and run uh, run into a portal with them, and I was a tiny goblin. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The the save's easy to make, but if they fail the save, it's kind. Of, that's a fun thing because then they're trapped in this like they're trapped in this like. Force field, and you can have like a tiny creature just pick it up and run with it. Yeah. The only way it pounds. Right. Beats of force are fun. Uh, Creatures that succeed the save are partially Mm -hmm. within the area, are pushed away from the center of the sphere. 
until they are no longer inside of it. Yeah. So that's kind of the that's the flavor text right there yeah, yeah. that made me think of the right, right, right. No, 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 I agree. Just get excited because they're fun. Those are all fun. And uh, I actually did just choose a vicious fear, just because you can't, like, he can't really add a like not having a plus three. Or, uh, I know, unless like, you have a, a very like a legendary yeah. or very rare, it's a, it, you get more of a benefit effective. of just picking up somebody else's sword. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at least on this one, you get an extra seven damage whenever you get a critical, like you roll yeah. twenty. Oh, 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 oh. So that's what I picked up for my daggers. I picked up a vicious dagger and a dagger plus yeah. three. When you're already doing like a d10 plus five on every weapon that you right. have <laughs> yeah no that's that's great yeah that's not scary at all it just adds yeah. another extra seven so you can say oh, one d10 yeah, plus you took so high you were so high in monk because my yeah. my daggers actually do d6s instead of d4s because i'm a six level monk mm -hmm. yep <laughs> nice yeah a dart does one d10 plus five yeah imagine that imagine <laughs> being a dart being thrown at you <laughs> you just <laughs> 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 you just killed that. You just killed the guard in one hit. What? <laughs> oh boy. I almost feel like that's a gambit like level thing there, like throwing a card and just something yeah. just Yeah. <sighs> I think I don't have anything special outside of that cuz no, everything else is a fun. normal weapon. Yeah, and if you guys didn't notice, we're actually recording together in the same room today, which is probably why we're actually like talking to each other. So Yeah. Which is cool. I think this is how we're gonna do it yeah. from now on. It's it's a lot more fun when we can see each other and not have to record over. And hopefully, it sounds better in terms of yeah. entertainment. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Quality. We might have to fix up the room. God, a bit it's some work to do. We're working on it. We, we made, it's not as bad as when we first tested. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining in, and uh, hopefully. These uh, Black Panther builds inspire you to, uh, you know, play something similar or take them and see how you can tweak them in your own campaigns. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun, and awesome. we will see you guys next time. You sit, stay safe out there. Yeah. First off, I want to thank you guys for listening in and you know interacting with us on all our social media. I hope you guys enjoyed our Avengers Assembled series. I hope it inspires you with builds in the future to make other versions of characters that you'd like to be. And don't worry, we have a new project coming out in a couple weeks that we're starting with our new series. I won't name it because it'll spoil it. But we'll see you then. Have a great day. Stay safe and stay healthy.